Viking ship. This is Purple Mafia. It is episode number eight on the 20th of August in the year of our Lord, 2008. And uh, we will have, we have a good show for you today, once again, as we hope to bring you great shows all the time. Now, we are available on thesportstuff.com and also on iTunes, and I thank each and every one of you for listening and or downloading. It is a pleasure to bring this to you. Now, on today's show, in Episode 8, we are going to talk about the Viking game, in which the Vikings, in the preseason game number 2, defeated the Baltimore Ravens 23-15 in Baltimore. So, good news there. Not that wins and losses really count, but I like some things I saw, not everything. But we'll get into that very shortly. As quickly here, as I said, we are available on thesportstuff.com, and of course, without them, there is no Purple Mafia. On the sportsstuff.com, there is a message board. Now go to the website, and on the upper right-hand corner, there is a TSS Boards button. Simply click on it, and you will be able to get a screen name and sign on and become a member of the sportsstuff.com, as we have right about 200 members, and we would like to have many, many more. We'd like to have all of you on board, because it's more than worth it. Simply, you can interact with us podcasters and, of course, other members. And uh, it is 100% free and 100% fun. And it would be a pleasure to have you on board, as I said. Now, again, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about some stats. We're going to talk about some things I saw and that some of you may have seen as well. And after that, we're going to also get into some certain players uh, that I've been paying attention to, especially on that game. I was monitoring them and like what I saw from them. There's about four of them that I'm going to bring up in the segment after the game segment. And then, of course, we're going to get into the poll uh, results and the new poll in the final segment of this show. Now, with that, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty and right after this announcement. What's up, listeners? This is Farzine. I am the host of the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportsstuff.com where we cover the Kansas City Chiefs give our opinions, and go deep inside with the Kansas City Chiefs right here only on thesportsstuff.com. We encourage you Chiefs fans, you loud Chiefs fans out there, to get on the show, voice your opinions, get on our boards, and talk with us. All listeners, including Bronco fans, are allowed in our show. So be sure you check out the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportsstuff.com with me, your host, Farzine. And I'd like to welcome you back to the Vikings ship, Purple Mafia. Purple Mafia, of course, episode number eight. And, of course, yeah, there was a game on Saturday, and I was able to watch the entire game. Yes, the entire game. And, um, yeah, it was a preseason game, but, you know, you got to... There's some cool things to watch, and um, later on you get to see uh, certain players, see what they're doing, certain draft picks, maybe some undrafted guys. We're going to get into some of that stuff shortly. But, uh, yeah, you also want to know how your stars are going to do, right? Especially a guy by the name of Tavares Jackson. Yes, and uh, I really liked the way this game started out for the Vikings, at least on the offensive end. Is Tavares Jackson looks the part, folks. He looks like a starting quarterback in the National Football League right now. Um, for the second week in a row, as of course, 
He hit 7 of 11. Good for 63%, 82 yards, and a nice 23-yard pass to Martin Nance, number 15 Martin Nance, who I'll be talking about later. Um, now, that was the good part, but after that, <laughs> my God, you know how they talk about the strength of this team as a defensive line and, of course, um, the strength of all strengths, the rushing defense, right? Well, a guy by the name of Ray Rice, who, by the way, looks like a pretty good player, Coming out, I believe he was a second-round pick by the Baltimore Ravens. But he ran right through the defensive line. I mean, he made the Vikings' defensive line look like garbage. And when you look at these numbers, now eight rushes for 77 yards and, of course, a touchdown, a long of 42 and an average of 9.6 yards per carry. All righty then. That's not too good, is it? So the rush defense struggling a little bit early on especially on the very opening drive of the game, as both teams scored in the opening drive of the game. As uh, Ray Rice, as I mentioned, got a six-yard touchdown run. Of course, Matt Stover kicking the extra point. We're, we're happy for you. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I should hope they're going to make them. Um, but, yeah, I was a little disappointed with the defensive line in this game uh, until things kind of got later in the game when they settled down. And, thankfully... Things did settle down pretty quickly after that, as uh, that was it for the Ravens until late in the fourth quarter. So, all right, things happened there. But um, I don't know. I, I just didn't like that. I hope that was just uh, just a bad start and things are okay. Of course, Baltimore only scoring 15 points in this game, and that's it. Uh, of course, a two-point conversion later on in the game. A guy by the name of uh, Derek Barton. Derek Barton. No, that was not the offense, by the way. Yeah, so the defense scoring for Baltimore. Derek Martin um, intercepting John David Booty, and uh, and they also converted a uh, two-point conversion, so that's why it's an odd number of 15, but yeah. Now, I got a little ahead of myself. Uh, Gus Ferrat also looked okay. Uh, he wasn't, like, unbelievably great. He was all right. Uh, four of nine, 44%, so that not too great, no. Uh, Bollinger pretty much the same, just more playing time. 7 of 15, you know, the 46%. Oh, goody. So, uh, nothing special there, but you got to remember you're going against the Baltimore Ravens as they have a very good defensive team. I mean, just absolutely awesome. Uh, obviously not the same team that won the Super Bowl in 2000, but they have some pieces still, some veterans, some young players that, you know, they, you know when you have a good thing, you keep it going, right? So... Uh, you hope the Vikings can do that on defense as well. And, uh, yeah, we might be heading in that direction. Um, John David Booty looked like crap. I mean, he really did. You know, I, <laughs> pretty much his first, I believe it was his first pass, he threw an interception for a touchdown. So that didn't look too good at all. Um, also, I mean, you got to know, you got to remember it is his first game and all that good stuff, or not first game, his second game to ever play in the National Football League. But you also got to remember, it is against backup players, so it's not like he's going against the Baltimore, the Super Bowl champion Baltimore Raven defense, you know. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, if he was, boy, would we be in trouble. The only good thing about this is, is at least John David Booty has got some time to develop. And he is going to need it, folks. Boy, is he going to need it. He is definitely a third stringer, maybe even fourth stringer. Uh, Brooks Bollinger, not really helping himself all too specially. Uh, for keeping a job, but I, I don't know if Booty is either, man. I really don't know. Uh, remember the Vikings cut Tyler Thigpen last year when he was the uh, 
guy. It was like he was the fourth quarterback. It was kind of him and Bollinger vying for the. Uh, well, Bollinger, I guess, was the backup, and then you had Kelly Holcomb, and Holcomb kind of took over. So that's why Thigpen was gone. And Thigpen looks like a fun player on the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, maybe someday he'll be a poor man's rich cannon. But um, that's pretty much. It, it wasn't the greatest game ever. Uh, Jared Allen, though, did get two sacks in this game, and that's very good news. I like that a lot. It was very nice to see Jared Allen kind of come through and uh, get get his couple of sacks here. As I, I was always, I mean, I'm always a little skeptical when a guy comes and has an explosive season. Now I know Jared Allen had done it before earlier in his career that he'd done, you know, double digit sacks, but you, you you just don't know, especially when you come to a new team. You know, especially when it's the Vikings. How many times have we had a big-name guy come here and, you know, and just kind of, eh. But, uh, well, Jared Allen looking all right. Uh, Grigsby also on the Vikings getting two sacks. And Latroy Guyon. I've been saying his name wrong forever. Latroy Guyon. It's really Latroy Guyon. He adds a sack. And, yeah, we'll be getting into that later, too. So, yeah, that's a guy I really like a lot. I really do. It's hard not to. Um the Ravens get two sacks in this game. Gordon and Zabowski getting sacks, so that's good for them, I guess. And, of course, the interception and touchdown by Derek Martin. No, not the former NBA point guard, just a defensive back for the Baltimore Ravens, and we're happy for him. Uh, I like what I saw from Aaron Young. Adrian Peterson looking okay. Uh, Jackson made some nice scrambles in the game, two of them. But, uh, yeah, two of them for 22 yards, and that's nice. But, unfortunately, the uh, second time he ran, and he did get a first down, but when he was hit on the tackle, he injured his knee. And not only was it bruised, but there is an MCL sprain. So uh, it's most likely he is going to be out for the remainder of the preseason, as there are two games left, and they're just not going to mess around with him anymore. And you understand why. Now you just you, you gotta hope that this isn't going to be a recurring theme with Tavares Jackson, just injury after injury after injury, because he did miss time last year. And believe it or not, the Vikings were better when Tavares Jackson was a starting quarterback. To me, it's plain as day right now, especially now. But because Jackson looks a lot better, man, he really does. But yeah, you lose the arm and you lose the mobility. You know, you can make fun of Tavares Jackson all you want about the four interceptions against Detroit. And, uh, you know, things like that, just dumb decisions, or he's just not ready to go yet, or he's not really accurate. Well, this year he's looking extremely accurate, and that's very exciting. Um, but, yeah, you can't make up the arm and the mobility. That really changes the dynamics of the game. And, uh, of course, there's a guy like Sidney Rice on this team, who I absolutely love, and Bernard Berrien, who did not participate in this game, by the way, did not participate for the Vikings. Uh, you know, it really opens up things in the passing game when you have a guy like Jackson with his arm and his mobility. So now that he's finally starting to be more accurate, I like it. But uh, you just got to hope and pray that this young man can stay healthy. You got to hope he's not like, and I please forgive me for using this this name, please. Uh, you got to hope he's not going to be like a Michael Vick in terms of injuries because he's He's kind of built like Michael Vick, you know, fairly big and bulky, but kind of, at the same time, kind of lanky, too. He's not a big linebacker like Dr. Culpepper. Now, of course, Culpepper had his injury thing, too, and, uh, you know, scrambling quarterbacks like McNabb and such tend to get hurt because they're a little reckless at times. And you just hope for the best that uh, 
T-Jack can stay healthy, is that's going to be a big thing for this team. As uh, Farad in the past has been good for the Vikings, but of course Randy Moss is no longer here, <laughs> and that's why that was his by far number one target back in 2004. Uh, Bollinger is Bollinger, and Booty's <laughs> Booty might be getting kicked in the booty out of here if he doesn't step it up just a little bit. I mean, my heavens, not liking what I'm seeing from him at all. I understand he's starting out, but man, he he sucks. Okay, at least I'm being honest. I uh, didn't really like what I saw from Maurice Hicks rushing-wise, other than that little four-yard thing he did. But uh, yeah, nine rushes and only 12 yards, good and good for a 1.3 average. Yuck, not good at all. Uh, yeah, Aaron Young, and now I finally am saying his name correctly. Looking not bad at all, not bad at all. This guy, he leads the team in rushing again and, of course, gets the most rushes. So you got to think the, uh, the team must like him if they keep giving him reps. you got to think that. Along with a fellow by the name of Martin Yance, Yance, Martin Nance, who led the team in receiving yards and receptions. Now, Sidney Rice tied him with three receptions, but Nance had 74 yards and a touchdown. Not bad at all, including a 32-yard catch in the game. Not the touchdown. The touchdown was a 23-yarder. But, uh, yeah, this guy looks pretty good. I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from him, definitely. But, uh, of course, yeah, it's just one of those issues. You just don't know how much spots are going to be available. And uh, that's pretty much how this game stands at this point. Vikings accumulating five sacks in this game, a lot better than the zero they had last week. So I'm very pleased with that. Uh, Antoine Winfield looking good. E.J. Henderson, good. I'm liking what I'm seeing for Marcus McCulley. I really am. Very happy with him. So, uh, you know, Sharper getting a couple of, or not got a couple, but he did get an interception in this game, and that was awesome. Like what I saw there is, uh, you know, that's the guy that's going to get him, definitely. But um, pretty much with that, that's pretty much your, your, your game stats of this game and your thoughts of the actual game, uh, you know. That's pretty much how things stand with this team right now. Not a bad game. Very solid. That the, I'm very happy that the defensive line, excuse me, stood strong in this game after the awful start. <laughs> they stood strong, and I did like what I saw after that. And with that, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about some youngsters and some guys vying for positions. We'll be back. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on the sportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. have returned here on Purple Mafia, and the commercial you just heard was my other podcast on the sportstuff.com. Well, I have three total. We'll get into the third one later. Uh, the second one, of course, Timberwolves Explosion, a fun show. I really enjoy doing that, as I hope some of you out there like basketball and like the Timberwolves, and if you do, check it out. you got some new uniforms here in Minnesota now with the Timberwolves. Definitely give those a look on Timberwolves.com. They look 
Eh, you know, they're they're better than the previous. But uh, yeah, that's for later. Is that'll be the next episode two for Timberwolves Explosion? We'll be talking about that. Now, done with that topic, and on to the youngsters and guys vying for position on the Vikings team. And well, I'm going to talk about four guys. Brandon Sumrall, not Summerall, but Sumrall, because, well, his name is just not spelt that way. Uh, Latroy, Guyon, just love him, Martin Nance, and Aaron Young. So those are your four guys. First of all, we're going to open up with Brandon Sumrall, who looked pretty darn good. <laughs> I really liked what I saw from this guy. And I, I got to think, they, they got to at least give this guy some type of shot. You know, they got to give him some type of shot, even if, it, if it's just on special teams. I mean, yeah, he might have a role there. As uh, Now, he is number 33, for those of you who are wondering who the heck this is that may, may have not seen the game. Uh, I like what I see from this guy. He's a defensive back. He got a really sweet interception. Just he, he make a ni- nice one-handed grab in the air. Just beautiful. And, um Played some solid coverage in the game, and uh, looked a lot like Darren Sharper on that inter- on that interception. You know, just like you know, Darren Sharper also getting an interception. Of course, as I mentioned, I believe that was Kyle Bowler was the quarterback at that time, and Troy Smith, the quarterback that uh, Young Sumrall was able to snag the ball from. But I I really like what I see from this guy, as not only that interception. It was just a sweet play, but also on the kick coverage. Now, he was getting double teamed. He was getting covered pretty good. Now, that's got to mean he's a decent player if they're double teaming him, the, the Baltimore Ravens. But not only that, he got right through the double team and nailed the returner, the uh, Baltimore returner, in his tracks. The guy caught the ball and was down immediately, didn't even move, didn't even make a step forward. Summerall put him on his butt. And I like what I saw there. And, of course, with Heath Farwell being out for the year, there's got to be a spot open for a nice young player looking to get on the special teams at least. And, uh, yeah, Brandon Summerall has got a shot, I think. Summerall has got a legitimate shot at that. Now, here's another young guy, a fifth-round pick, number 98. That's the year I graduated. <laughs> I'm sure certainly not the year this young man graduated. Uh, Latroy Guyon. Uh, I just, I'm liking what I'm seeing from this guy early on. Now, I'm not saying he's the next Warren Sapp just yet, but he looks he looks pretty solid. And remember how in a previous episode on Purple Mafia, I made a comment of how, well, this, this guy didn't really get many reps in college because he was a backup for a while, yet he still amassed 12 and a half sacks. Just unbelievable. When you can get that many sacks in limited time, you're doing something right, especially if you're a defensive tackle. Now, if you're like a pass rushing specialist, like you know, you know, a pass rushing specialist defensive end like KGB on the Green Bay Packers, well, yeah, you're going to rack up a certain amount of sacks. But this guy's a defensive tackle, and he's able to do it. As I loved what he did, Kyle Bowler. He knocked Kyle Bowler so hard, he got right through the offensive line, hit Kyle Bowler so hard, he knocked the ball loose. Now, if you get a defensive tackle who can start knocking the ball loose, hey, you know that's going to start causing some turnovers, of course, and uh, that's only spells really good things for the Vikings, of course. You know, the more possession, the better, of course. You know, because yeah, what if, what if Baltimore was on the like the twenty yard line and we recovered? You know, our twenty or you know their twenty. Excuse me, that'd be some beautiful stuff. Beautiful. 
So definitely keep an eye on Latroy Guyon in the next two games. I think this guy is going to be a factor later on in his career, if not later on this season. I I like it. I like it, man. Now, number 15, Martin Nance. This guy is vying for a spot as he is looking really good, looking really good with that 23-yard touchdown and all those and those other catches. Um, I really like what I see from this guy, but it may be almost impossible to make this roster. Now, it's not because the Vikings receiving core is great, but it's deep. It is deep. You got, of course, Bernard Berrien, who's the de facto number one right now. Sidney Rice, who may become the number one, but is the number two. Uh, Bobby Wade is the number three at this time because he's a solid guy who can catch. He's a slot receiver. Andre Ellison is an extremely talented but raw individual, as he's really young like Sidney, just not as, you know, ready to go, I guess you could say. And, uh, I like what I see from Andre Allison quite a bit, and I'm sure the Vikings do as well. So it, it's going to be tough to make that position. It really is. Um, I wish him the best, you know, uh, Martin Nance, of course. Uh, I think he's going to, if he doesn't make it with his team, he's either going to at least be on the practice squad in case something goes wrong later in the year, somebody gets hurt, or, you know, somebody out there is going to see him and he's going to wind up at someone's roster at some point. So um, this guy will play in the NFL. He will play Sundays, in my opinion, along with Brandon Summerall. Of course, Latroy Guyon is going to be on the Vikings, hopefully for a while, because he's an actual draft pick. Um, Summerall and Nance, not draft picks. Uh, Aaron Young, the final, the fourth and final guy. I'm liking what I'm seeing from, as I said earlier. Now, he's for the second week in a row, leading the team in rushing, along with the reps, uh, averaging about four yards a carry, including a 20-yard, 21-yard scamper. Now, no, no touchdowns, but still, he, I like what I see from him. And at the very least, he could at least make special teams. Um, unfortunately, yeah, he'd be the fourth running back. That's kind of a tough deal right there. Uh, as Maurice Hicks is going to be here, being he signed a decent deal, unless for whatever reason they really think Aaron Young's better and they – you know, you never know. Maybe they will cut him, but I doubt it. Uh, Murray Six is a very solid player. He's got a lot of shifty moves on the return, and I like what I see him at least there. Uh, he has a little bit of uh, Mewelde Moore in him, and uh, people that know me know I like Mewelde Moore quite a bit. I was impressed with him, and uh, Steelers girl out there, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy him on your squad as he's of course a member of them now. Because they needed a nice young back, or a nice talented backup running back, and there he is. Who can do multiple things? Anybody that can do multiple things in this league, you, you just you, you gotta love them. You gotta love them. Somebody that can play the regular and special teams, you know, regular game and special teams. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Is uh, of course Heath Farwell would have been a really nice backup linebacker on this team this year, but not anymore. We're just gonna have to see what happens as the Vikings scope the. Uh, the waiver wire, you, you know, you never know. You never know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But with that, we are going to put an end to this segment, as I enjoyed it very much. I love watching these sleepers. I hope you do as well. And uh, we'll be right back with a little talk about the polls on TSS. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. 
The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. here on Purple Mafia and on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes and there you go. But yeah, the show you just heard Brave the Wild by Minnesota Wild Show. Hockey fans, we haven't forgotten about you. Do check out Brave the Wild where we'll talk about the Minnesota Wild and uh, yeah, will they sign Marion Gabrick? Well, we hope so. We hope so. Nothing breaking yet. But yeah, that show is not officially debuted yet, but it will Possibly this week, of course, uh, the reason why this Purple Mafia episode is fairly late, considering the football game was on Saturday, and I'm working, or I mean, I'm finally doing it here on Wednesday. Yeah, it's because I've had to work every night since, even though I, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer. I thought I was going to be off Monday, but I wasn't. Go figure. I would have had this show up and ready, but that's how it goes. Heck, I even worked today a bit, or quite a bit today, just was able to get off at a reasonable time for a change. Now, enough of that, and uh, we're back here ready to rock and roll. Now, this, of course, you iTunes listeners out there, this encourages you to get involved here on the sportsstuff.com, as that is the slogan, don't watch sports, get involved, as, uh, yeah, there are polls here on the sportsstuff.com boards. There is the podcast section. Click on Purple Mafia and make a vote. Now, the polls for last week. Poll result from last week. Now, the question was, who wins the Super Bowl this year? I put for six choices, the New England Patriots, Indianapolis Colts, San Diego Chargers, Dallas Cowboys, your Minnesota Vikings, the New Orleans Saints, or other. So that was seven choices, not six. My bad. Um, I never actually mentioned last week what my pick was, and that is the New England Patriots. I do believe they are going to get things together. Despite all the Spygate talk, despite the fact that they choked against a 10-6 and team in the Super Bowl, and uh, I think the New England Patriots come back and win the World Championship this year. I do see them as a great football team. I am a strong Viking fan. In fact, I think this team has an outside shot to get all the way to the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, you got to be realistic. you got to be honest with yourself. If you're a big football fan, which I am, uh, the New England Patriots to me are the best team in the world. A strong second choice for me, though, San Diego Chargers. They are a team on the rise, and um, I think they're going to win a championship in San Diego. They'll finally bring the city of San Diego a championship, which the Padres couldn't do. And, of course, the hated, dreaded Los Angeles or San Diego Clippers at the time could not do either. Now, the New England Patriots got two votes. Colts got one vote. Chargers got two votes. Votes. Nobody picking the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you for that. I'm very happy, as that is by far my least favorite team in that group. The Vikings got one vote, so we got a happy Viking fan here. Saints getting zip. I don't know why, but okay. Um, and then the other got two picks, the other. But unfortunately, nobody meant the people did not mention who they were t- taking. I'm guessing Steelers fans. It's got to be the Steelers, and I apologize for not putting them in there. I maybe should have put the Steelers instead of the Saints as they're another good team. But I figure put three from each conference, the top three teams from each conference. To me, the Steelers are not in the top three, and I apologize for that. But that's how I see it, guys. I do see the Vikings in the top three. Uh Uh-huh. And um, before I get into the next poll, we're going to have some talk here. 
Trunk the Ruler, 87, his pick. He says, I picked the Colts because I think the Patriots might not be as good this year and not have the chemistry like last year. Um, yeah, here's my quote. I personally picked the favorites. I see them recovering from last year's heartbreak and coming back with a vengeance. 14-2 and two in Super Bowl number four. Yep. Now, uh, Farzine, the host of the Chiefs End Zone show, the commercial you heard earlier, and Casey Boom, uh, his quote is, Chargers and Cowboys will be in the Super Bowl. They both have playmakers in a lot of positions. Both offenses are very close. I'll tip the Cowboys as a better offense since Tony Romo is a better quarterback than Rivers. Sure, agreed. And Felix Jones will come through for that team. Oh, I hope so. Felix Jones is on my fantasy team. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, hush-hush and that. But I think that the Bolts defense, that with the Bolts defense, they can give Romo a hard time. Change of heart, but I say the Chargers win it all this year. Not a bad pick for Gene. That's my second choice. I may even change my mind at some point. But, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, we're all free to change our mind, right? But, uh, yeah, that's the end of the quotes for this puppy at this point in time. Very good thoughts, Farzine. Always love hearing from you. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll, you know, have a, hopefully have Farzine on the show at some point. That'd be fantastic, as that guy does a great job. He's got a voice for radio, and, yeah. Now, with that, the new poll. The new poll, and I want you to get involved and vote. Those of you that do not have a screen name yet on thesportstuff.com, please sign up for the message boards and get on here and vote. Remember, it's the sportsstuff.com boards, then the podcast section, and Purple Mafia. So do please do get on here and vote. The question is, what will the Vikings record be this year? The six choices are twelve and four or better, eleven and five, ten and six, nine and seven, eight and eight, seven and nine or worse. So uh yeah, that's that pretty much covers all the bases right there as I do believe their Vikings future record this year is already up there. It's not going to be better or worse. I'm going with 11 and 5. I can see them doing that in a uh, division title. So kind of similar to maybe the 2000 season, something like that, you know, when they were 11 and 5. Hopefully not a 41 donut game against the, the uh New York Giants again or the Cowboys or something, you know. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Um, with defense like this, though, I doubt it. And with a guy like Peterson, I doubt it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's how I see it at this point in time. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Definitely put a quote on there. And uh, it looks like some quotes are up there already, but I'm going to save them for next week's show because it just makes it better to have it all together, not split up. And, again, I thank all of you for listening to this show and downloading. I thank those of you that did vote and did comment on here. All of you on the sportsshift.com, thank you very much. It is a pleasure. Definitely get involved and join us. Um, join the show. Keep, keep, keep being a part of things. It just makes things funner. And, um, yeah, it makes it more interesting for the listener as well because it's not just me talking all the time. Now, with that, I want to thank you all for listening. Again, I apologize that the show is about, oh, two days later than I wanted it to be. But work is work, and that's what we got to do. You know, we're not making $40 million a year just yet, so <laughs> maybe someday. Um, I just want to wish you all a good week. Do check out the Vikings game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That should be a fun one, Max and Steelers Girls Club. So, um, 
we'll see what happens in that game. A little Mewaldi Moore, probably a little Mewaldi Moore talk, maybe. not Nothing major, though he's not exactly a big superstar. But with that, we're going to call this a show, and we're going to talk to you soon. And I want to wish you a great week, and we'll see you soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.